shadows that now in the light The vanguard is here and they will be polite The roaring is stirring, the cult's getting brash Our heroes must stop and let's hope the dash Hunt all the retalents and give them the blade Civilization they're trying to save Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Abuckles podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master Kevin. Going around the table, Blake. Hi, I'm Blake and I'll be playing Cinnamon, the Tabaxi Warlock. And Shane. I am playing Heradius, the Human Rogue Fighter. And John. My dog and my cat are conspiring against me. I'm playing Mew Mew, a dragonborn cleric of Bakhmut. Seriously, they, the cat pulled the microphone from my headset. I laid it on my bed. He dragged it out through the cat door, and the cat and the dog destroyed it. Sounds about right. Inspiring. I'm wondering why you're spending so much time at home. And well, Hannah. Sasha doesn't care. Wesley's just happy. <laughs> and Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Leandra Fields, the ranger. All right, so last time on Dungeons and Debacles podcast, you have been dealing with this outbreak in the town of Birth. Um, you went there to investigate reports of a red talon cell. Uh, you didn't find that, but you found a uh, wedding party um, that basically went sideways after uh, everyone in this town became infected with this, uh, this rage uh, plague. Um, the town has basically destroyed itself. Um, you were able to... Uh, no, that was the Red Talon that, or not, the the Vanguard that did that. (laughs) I'm getting to that. The dragon came in. Um, so, um, you were able to find some, uh, safety in the, uh, sheriff's office, uh, where, uh, most of the people that you brought in there that weren't a part of your party, the, uh, sheriff the deputy the mayor's the mayor's wife the mayor's son and the uh the uh son's uh, new bride um all became infected with this um started attacking each other um you were able to put some in cells tie the other ones up um as the town uh, was uh burning down basically around you and you heard all this uh, horrific screaming from all these infected people outside um you started hearing these uh large whooshes and these gouts of flame started erupting all over the village and after a while the screaming died down and there was a large um ground shaking rattle outside of the uh sheriff's office as uh, you looked outside and saw a huge brass dragon and uh the companion uh locks the uh, priest of court riding on top she came in um, did a check on all of you to see uh if you were infected she said that uh meow meow and uh or mew mew <laughs> and uh leandra had been infected um but uh you were no longer infected um she asked you to come outside of the uh the sheriff's office and once you were outside, um, she instructed this uh, brass dragon to uh, set the uh, sheriff's office on fire. Brass dragon. So um, that's where you find yourselves now. You see this huge brass dragon before you. Um, Lox is standing there, and you see a formation of about uh, two dozen knights wearing the uh, Vanguard badge um, forming up uh, over here next to the dragon. Lox has turned to you and said, uh, I'm, I'm sure you have questions, but let us start with what you know. What happened here? Um, well, when we arrived, uh, the sheriff had already um, detained two people who were infected with the plague. Uh, they locked them up and put them into the uh, jail. Well, they, they locked them up and then um, he informed us that there was a wedding 
uh, that was uh, occurring, that where everyone in town was going to be there, we decided to um, see if we could attend, try and get an audience with the mayor, and uh, talk to some locals, see what was going on, and midway through the night, there was a kerfuffle between two youths, and then everyone started going mad. Sounds about right. Do you have any idea where it began? Who may have brought this into the town? It started with uh, a man that was in the jail. Um, he brought he hired the entertainment of a young woman last night, and it started with them. There's I think, some sort I, of I think I already handed claw. Over, yeah, I think I already handed over the the bloody claw. You did. She's just debriefing you. I will. I'm, I was saying that you mostly the young lady to make did sure. That last night. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that like that had already happened, basically. Are you? And how was it that uh, you became in the sheriff's office? Uh, we ran from the mayor's house with the people who we knew were not infected, plus the mayor's wife, because uh, he refused to leave her. And um, by that point, it was such chaos that nobody saw us coming here, and we locked the doors and barricaded them. I see. It's probably the best you could do. Tell me, what do you know of lycanthropy? Um, I know that I've seen it in the past as a ranger, but I, I don't know a whole lot other than, you know, you should probably kill them. Yes, it's for the best. As best we can tell, this plague, this curse, works in much the same way. Except the victim isn't changed like that. It only puts this in, puts them into this uncontrollable rage. We're calling it the Red Wrath. It's a magical curse that spreads like a disease. It appears to spread when someone is attacked by the infected bitten or scratched. In a matter of hours, the symptoms begin to manifest. Then the newly infected host attacks someone else, and it spreads to another, and another, and another, and another. In all cases so far, the victims are either killed by others, or in some cases we found, after three days, the victims' bodies simply can't bear the intensity of their rage, and their hearts burst. What we did here today may seem harsh, but in reality, it was a mercy. We also can't afford this plague spreading to a larger city. Can you imagine if this were to spread in Lascaine or Myralesh? That would be devastating. It would the untold thousands it would kill. Currently, our top people are studying this. We were able to quickly secure some victims for study, but the specimens will die before too long. So far, it's destroyed two other towns, Pirith to the north and Wormfield to the west. And then you hear this booming rustle coming from behind you as the brash dragonborn speaks and says nasty business those were and Locke uh, says oh well my manners this is my friend Carathus and the dragon you turn around and look at it and it nods down to you and says if only we were met under better circumstances I'm sorry if I have interrupted you, Locks. Please continue. Locks says, It's quite all right. And yes, a nasty business that was. By the time we had arrived, the both towns had torn themselves apart. Fortunately, they were isolated enough that the risk of spread was minimal, as there were several days away from other settlements. And they appear, for the most part, only bent on attacking other people. Small blessings, I suppose. 
in those towns we've traced the cause back to a single person and she reaches into her uh, pouch and removes that uh, um, cloth um, with the uh, broken dragon claw and she opens it up and says uh, both were carrying a broken green dragon claw covered in runes just like this one we believe the red talons are behind this to what end I don't know other than to sow chaos and suspicion and paranoia so far we have not been able to definitely connect this to the talons as each of the persons were not known talons nor did they have any other trappings upon them the green dragon was willing to give for this I doubt I doubt they give it up willingly they have been reports of two slotted green dragons in the south. Remarkable. They have appeared to have been slotted in some sort of magical fashion that uh, we're unfamiliar with. It seems that the the flesh and blood from inside had exploded outward, leaving a gory mess. As if someone had polymorphed something inside of them, perhaps. Perhaps. But one thing that seems apparent is they appear to have been exploded from the inside out. The only thing that can cure this that we found, short of a wish spell, is greater restoration. But there aren't enough diamonds or powerful enough priests in Suel to cure all these poor souls. Do you happen to have a priest among you? I am a priest of Bachmut, but a greater restoration is not within my power. That's unfortunate. Well, I guess just don't get bitten if you come across these again. Do not hesitate to purge them. Noted. I'm still standing at the position of attention. Okay. Scared to move. That is all I know. Do you have any questions for me? Is there any way we could track down the source of the, this madness? <laughs> We're working diligently on that right now. And to that end, I will swell you all into the vanguard now, as it appears that some of you are not members. And uh, she looks at Cinnamon and uh, Mew Mew and Heradius. And she asks, Do you hear us swear fealty to the vanguard and the duty to defend Suel and all the nations large and small against the dragon ruin Axis and those who would aid her? In doing so, your bonds to your nations and kings are broken. By doing so, any crimes and debts are absolved and your allegiance is only to the vanguard and your gods. Do you swear it? Gladly. Yes. I suppose so, yes. And she gives you kind of like a, like a eyebrow up. She says, very well. Your first order, you will not discuss or disclose anything about this plague or what happened here today. Do you understand? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You must understand, if word of this got out, it would be chaos. That's exactly what the Red Talons are probably trying to create and what we're trying to prevent. You will need a Are we certain it's the Red Talons? Would they destroy dragons? Perhaps. Who else could be responsible for this? This kind of organization and magic to create something like this? Who else would have the motivation or the motive to do it? Make no mistake, they're trying to bring ruin back. And what better way to do that than to weaken the nations with something like this? Well, that doesn't make sense, but what about a lone mathematician writing spells in secret and mailing them out to universities and libraries? What would the, what would the motive be? 
They're a lone madman, you never know. Theodorus Kaczynskius, once upon a time, did something like this, I believe. Perhaps, but we will root out the cause of this. And so will you. And to that end, you'll need a new unit designation. Sergeant Fields, you're not part of any special forces unit, are you? No, ma'am. I have primarily been a uh, individual operative. Well, you will need a new unit designation. Since you originated from Kala, you will be a Kraken Force, and you would be the fifth special unit operating now. So, Kraken Force 5. And Locke, <laughs> Locke's, uh, uh, the commanding here, looks over to the assembling knights over here to your right and says, Lieutenant, gather three badges from your pl- platoon. They can be replaced as soon as we return to Kala. And uh, one of these knights that you can see has this um, uh, lieutenant um, designation. Um, it's a dragonborn um, that is uh, silver goes through the uh, the front of the ranks here and takes three badges from three of the knights in the formation and uh, walks over and hands them to Locks. She says, thank you, Lieutenant. We'll require yours as well. And the Dragonborn hesitates for a moment and removes his badge and hands it to Locks. Thank you. Yours will be replaced as well. You're dismissed. And the Dragonborn looks at her for a moment and then at your group and nods and returns back to the formation. And Locks crosses over to uh, Cinnamon, um, Mew Mew, and Heradius, and pins the badges on your clothing. And you can see now these badges are made of gold. It's a uh, disc about uh, four inches uh, with a large V in the center. And behind the V, there's the arms reaching out uh, around the disc in the uh, likeness of a kraken is at the uh, the top of the V. And uh, she walks over to you, Leandra, and uh, she takes the uh, plain vanguard badge uh, off of your armor and pins the kraken badge on you. These aren't your normal vanguard badges. They can cast sending once per day, a perk of being in our special forces. And then she's going to look into your eyes uh, for a moment, Leandra, there, everything's official now. Fields, did you say your name was? Yes, ma'am. I promote you to lieutenant. Promote a sergeant on your team. Also, as being a lieutenant, you have the power to conscript and promote. For your second order, you will go to Petrie Rhine in Malesh. He's the master of trade for the city. He can be found in the city building. He has been tasked with leading the investigations into the plague, as it appears it has only infected this side of the world so far. You will be in service to him until you are relieved or this problem has been resolved. I will let Ryan know you're coming. Safe travels and good hunting. May God guide your hand. Thank you, ma'am. She uh, turns away from you and takes a few steps and says to that uh, dragonborn lieutenant, Is the area cleared and secured? And the Dragonborn comes to attention and says, To the best of our knowledge, Karathus should probably make a sweep from the air just to make sure. It's good advice. Begin your march back to Kala. We will follow you for a couple of miles as an escort and then be on our way. Good job here today, Lieutenant. May we meet again someday under better circumstances. Please send my regards to your commander. I will. Safe journeys, companion. And with that, Locks, uh, climbs on top of this uh, enormous brass dragon and you're buffeted by the wind of uh, its wings it, it's, it takes off to the sky. The uh, dragonborn lieutenant gives the order for his platoon to move out and they begin their journey back to the east to Kala. You see the brass dragon circle the town several times and then swoops down abruptly on its fourth pass to the north of the town and you see a bright orange gout of flame erupt from its mouth towards the ground. It um, rises back up into the sky, circles once more around the town, and you see it fly off to the north. Around you, smoke is still filling the air. Um, You are smelling burnt flesh and burnt wood. Um, You look around the town, and it's just carnage as uh, 
you see buildings and bodies burning in the street. This feels like something less than a victory. Hey, we actually made it. What a easy peasy, I guess. I will turn to the group. Um, I have to pick a sergeant. That's what she said. Um, I'm going to turn to uh, Heradius and say uh, congratulations on the promotion, Sergeant Heradius. Much granted. Uh, I'm going to uh, head towards the road. Dig out like a... One moment, I need to... Just going to do something real quick. I'm going to head to the road, dig out like a uh, an inch or two deep and put a uh, an incense in the ground, light it and say a short prayer to the Raven Queen for the people in the town. Okay. Sorry, what do you say uh, in your just, prayer? May the Raven Queen treat all who enter her domain uh, equally, despite the circumstance. Okay. Give me a religion check. For sure. Let me open up my character sheet, if I have uh, three. Okay. You uh, hear the call of a, uh, a raven somewhere in the woods to the uh, north of town. Sick. I'm going uh, to head over back to Simon. I am ready. I just had a just had a quick prayer to the Raven Queen. Quite commendable, sir. So uh, I guess we should uh, start making our way out of town. <sighs> we should, although I believe our horses have perished. Did they? You can go check. They would be at the uh, Mirror's Manor. Then they're probably dead. Let's go see. Maybe they got out. I don't know if they can be affected by the curse. What about Dragon's Flame? Well, they could have escaped. So are you going to look for your horses? Yeah, we're going to. Yeah, I'm going to. Okay, so you go to the uh, mayor's manor, and um, it's just carnage everywhere. This uh, once beautiful um, manor here um, appears to have collapsed um, from fire. Um, There's bodies strewn everywhere around the uh, property here. You... Look around. You don't see your horses. You go to the back of the manor where uh, you saw stables. Um, there appears to be some dead horses there, but they aren't yours. Um, they appear to have been killed with fire. Uh, everybody give me a perception check. I will attempt to perceive 21. 19. 7. 17. All right. Everybody but uh, Mew Mew. Um, you are going to hear some, um, like snorting and some movement in the bushes and woods here to the north of the manor property. Hey guys, I hear something. I'm going to dash off to where I heard the, uh, the sounds. I will lumber comically after him. So you go, uh, about 50 yards back here in the woods and you are going to see the horses that you brought. They're made out of a little bit of uh, sterner stuff and we're able to uh, break uh, their ties when uh, everything started going down and they ran off into the woods. Oh, potatoes. Excellent. Run up to my chestnut. Right. His name is Potatoes. <laughs> so you're Spelled able to... Spelled P-O-T-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O. Um, so you're able to uh, gather your horses. Is there anything else you want to do in the town before you leave? There are some buildings that are intact. Yeah, actually checking those buildings that are intact would probably be a good idea. To what? Ransack and pillage? Well, uh, yes, but also to leave. check for survivors. There, that's an excellent idea. Checking for survivors, yes, but no pillaging. I it is not the vanguard way. I assume. Uh, I'm making an assumption here, Kevin. <laughs> um, you would know that you, you 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 wouldn't like straight up be like robbing people or, you know, burglarizing homes as part of the Vanguard. But you also know that, you know, you take supplies and um, when you need them as the, you know, case you know, warrants, whether it's either from procurement or seizure within reason. In this case, the Vanguard are dicks. They do what they want. I mean, kind of. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, you know, in this case, you know, these people are probably, you know, all dead. 
So it wouldn't be, you wouldn't think that it would be out of the question to like procure stuff if you found it like in this like town. All right, I will amend what I said to, you may take supplies, but no personal effects. I mean, are we really wanting? I mean, I don't understand the reason to go through these people's, these dead people's homes for items of, uh, of usefulness whenever we don't really need anything at the moment. Oh, would you rather their fresh food decay instead of uh, it filling someone's belly? I can't survive on rations alone, you know. I understand and your distaste, friend, but better it goes to good cause than rotting unused. That that would be the definition of taking supplies, I believe. <laughs> supplies. Just no personal effects. Like, it's... Uh, how far, hey, Kevin, how far away is the town that we need to get to for, uh, for you, that one dude that we need to meet? Uh, you are currently in birth. Um... You were uh, ordered to go to Marilesh, which is right here, which is the cap. Marilesh is the capital of Marilesh. Um, this is probably about five days travel. Okay, makes sense. Also marked on the map now, uh, you see Pirith and Warmfield as other the, places where the plague struck. Correct. Uh, can I try and find the? blacksmith in the town uh yeah it's uh not that big of a town <laughs> well, let me move you back over to the uh city map so uh yeah most everything here is burning <laughs> uh the blacksmith is actually intact it's uh right here on the map where i'm painting to withstand fire uh i would like to enter the blacksmith's place uh what's inside of it like what's the layout um, so you come up to the, the, the forge here, um, front side of this appears to be like someone's home. There is a covered porch on the north side of it. And on the back side of it is, uh, appears to be the forge itself. Okay. Can I go to the forge section to see if, uh, like what tools are available? Yeah. So, um, you, the entrance to it is through this covered porch. Uh, and the forges on the back side of the house. Um, you entered in inside, and uh, it um, has a few windows um, that aren't very large that lights coming in. Appears the the forge here has been cold, probably at least for a day or so, as far as you can tell. Probably everybody was at the party, and uh, the blacksmith wasn't working. Um, inside, you're going to find you know multiple tools. Uh, hammers, tongs, uh, anvils, uh, chisels, um, things of that nature. Um, you're going to find buckets of nails. You're going to find horseshoes. You're going to find like uh, plows and um, hoe heads and uh, rake heads that have been uh, made out of iron here. Seems for the most part that um, this was kind of like a... Uh, a forge and a blacksmith who made mostly like stuff like consumer goods for the town in the forge you don't see anything in here that looks like uh like weapons or armor or anything like that inside the forge okay uh would i be able to put together like a uh like you know i have these tools there's a uh smith tools right yes could i amass like tools that would amass to that "Quote unquote tool item." Absolutely, um, you're able to find uh, some hammers and tongs and chisels and put together a smith tools kit. Uh, okay, I am gonna put that together. I'm gonna go to the forge and light an incense and say a prayer to Morden. Uh, the the craftsman may be gone, but this hopefully the tools will be able to live on. Give me a uh, give me a religion check. Uh, if I can find my character sheet, which I already have open and just awkwardly ignore. Uh, six. Dude, I'm not I'm not good at this. <laughs> you suck at praying. I try. All right. Anything else you uh, want to do here? No, sir. I am going to uh, make my way back to the uh, to the center here, which okay. I assume is our regroup. All right. Oh, the dragon's gone. Oh, no. 
Uh, all right. Uh, anything anyone else wants to do? Nope. I guess there are, are there any other spare houses we can uh, not loot, but moot. Uh, resupply from? Trying to put it nicely. <laughs> um, this over here is kind of like a, a general goods store oh, um, that's not on fire. Um, you also, looking around, um, you're going to find what appears to be a butcher that's down here. Uh, find some action of meats. I'm with you, Mew Mew. Let's go get some meat. Take some for the road. Have some now. All right. So uh, you're checking out the uh, butcher shop? Yep. All right. Give me a... Uh, you go inside. Give me an investigation check. Nine. All right. Um, you look around here and the display cases that were in here um, that are packed with uh, they appear to have been packed with like sawdust and uh, perhaps ice um, all that's melted and um, they're empty oh damn um, on the back side of this uh, house though you find a smokehouse and uh, inside you are going to find um, four hams and a smoked uh, leg of goat sweet Savory, actually. Yeah, you think with the wedding party, uh, the butcher was probably tapped out here. Makes sense. Is there a bakery that's unburned? Uh, uh, give me an investigation check. Fifteen. Uh, you are going to find a bakery. Um, it's over here. Um, you go inside, and it looks like most of this has been cleared out, probably from the party. But in the back of it, you're going to find five loaves of brown bread and you're also going to find a what looks like a cake that is kind of misshapen it is uh, a honey cake um, it's probably a sheet that's probably about uh, two feet by two feet um, appears to be like a first draft of a wedding cake uh, that didn't go so well <laughs> it appears to be probably about two days old and a uh, piece has been cut off of it I will tuck all of that away into my uh, bag of holding. Okay. Uh, So far, you haven't seen any survivors. Other than you, there doesn't appear to be any movement in the town. You are going to find a couple bodies that aren't burned that appear to have been either, like, strangled by someone else's hands, as evident by, like, another person being on top of them. And then you're also going to find some... Um, that appear to have been uh, slain with a sword. Uh, you can only guess they were killed by uh, some of these uh, vanguard knights. Is uh, anyone going to the general store? Yeah, let's go to the general store. General store. Going down to the five and dime. Heck yeah. All right, so the general store is over here across the street from the uh, sheriff's office uh, over by the manor. You go inside here and uh, it appears to be pretty well stocked. You're finding sugar, flour, salt. You're finding like farm implements, uh, axes, uh, knives, machetes, rope. Anything particular that you're looking for? Do they have ball bearings? Uh, Give me an investigation check. What is it with ball bearings? What am I missing? He, he, He wants to play home alone. Ball bearings are so handy. Um, so in the back of the the store here, you're going to find a uh, small cask that's probably about a foot by a foot. Uh, and you look inside and you are going to find uh, 50 ball bearings. Uh, each one of them is probably about a uh, half inch in diameter. Nice. Scoop those up into a bag of some sort. Why on earth does this tiny little town have a bag of ball bearings? What I town doesn't have suspicious. ball bearings? A tiny country town with no machines. Ball bearings are infinitely useful, and they're very easy to make. I don't think that's true. What are oh. ball bearings used for, anyway? You can use them for virtually anything. Like, all they do, they, they're like a wheel with all sides able to be rolled. Like, anything you can do with a wheel, you can do with a ball bearing. Or multiple ball bearings. 
I mean, they're used for like if, if you've got like something rubbing up against something else, you separate them with like ball bearings and then like fill that with oil. Um, so there's less friction and it can move freely. So like they would attach it to like the wheels of a cart or something. Uh, yeah. Or, like a higher. And, that makes sense. Or like the wheels of your car. The wheels of a mine cart, not a regular cart cart. Yeah, powered by redstone. <laughs> Uh, anything else that you're looking for? There's plenty of implements in here, like, you know, uh, shovels, rakes, hoes. Uh, I'll gather up all the rope. Okay. You're going to find all together, uh, probably about, uh, 900 feet of rope in here. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I think that can fit into my bag of holding. (laughs) It's, uh... (laughs) It's uh, on this large, like, uh, almost like um, uh, telephone. Is it a giant spool? Yeah, it's a giant spool. We have a coffee table, guys. <laughs> I'm going to take my bag of holding and, like, hold it over it and kind of scoot it inch by inch around the spool of rope. Um, your bag of holding is not big enough for that. This is on, like, a big spool that, I mean... The the spool itself. Uh, with I think the rope she just wants the rope, not the whole spool. Okay. Oh no, I want the spool too, because you know, coffee table. No, just kidding. Um, no, uh, the whole sp- like an actual spool could be handy later. Um, what if we found? Can we find a cart anywhere? Uh, a cart in the bag of holding, genius. <laughs> uh, give me. You a- all yelled at me before about <laughs> Luno's. I did cart. not. I think a cart is a great idea. Uh, give me an investigation check. Ten. Um, you are going to find a uh, two carts. Um, one of them has a broken wheel and is on fire. Um, the other one um, seems fairly serviceable, um, but it's not so much of, of a cart as it is a carriage that was at the uh, mayor's manor. It is a you look inside of it and it's kind of almost like uh, a stagecoach, but fancy. You think probably six people could comfortably sit inside of it. It is covered, um, made out of fine wood and is lacquered black. Put the Kraken Force 5 symbol on the side. We're the A team, the V team, we're the V team, the JV team. Um, does it have like a luggage rack on the back? It does. Uh, there's a rack on the back. There is a rack on top of it. On the front of it, it appears to be, what do you call the the fork that comes out from it that you attach the horses to it? I have no idea what the that's yoke? called. Sure. Um, it appears that it is set up for um, two horses. And then okay, there is a, and then there's a driver's seat on top of, or uh, on the front of it towards the top. Okay, I am going to turn to the group and say, we are commandeering this carriage. Help me find two horses to pull it. Didn't we already find our horses? Also, I'm not we, with you guys. Uh, we found our riding horses. horses or war horses are not the same thing as driving horses. Totally different training. For our purposes, I just want two extra horses because that way we can still ride our horses and load up the carriage with crap and then lead the the, the team that's car- taking the carriage uh, um actually Mimu can drive the carriage I can drive he's this got, one he's got vehicles land as one of his proficiencies <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, that's so fantastic it is fantastic Soldier background rise up mm-hmm <laughs> so we could trade off if we have to. And I found an image that describes the parts of a carriage for you, Kevin. The part that comes out of the front is the carriage shaft and tongue. Good to know. Shaft, we all learned something today. The yoke is what goes between the animals that are carrying it or mm. over the shoulder of the animal that is moving it. Yes. All right. So getting a better look at this carriage now, um, it has this black uh, enamel. Uh, like lacquer painted all over it. Um, it's shiny. Some of the light is uh, glinting off of it. You also notice that there is this uh, silver filigree 
um, that runs down the side of it and uh, along the doors. Uh, it has a door on either side of the carriage that's probably about uh, three feet wide um, that swings out. There are windows on either side of the door on each side as well as a window on the door. Um, there's also inside of it blinds that you can pull down uh, over the window from the inside. You open the doors and you look inside and there's this, uh, this padded uh, purple velvet upholstery on the uh, two bent seats on the front and the back side of the carriage. On the inside, there is a finely em embroidered purple rug that is purple in uh, gold and red. Exploring further around in this, you are going to find what appears to be a cabinet under each one of the seats. And as you open one of the cabinets, you are going to find four bottles of wine and a uh, two bottles of what appears to be some sort of spirit. Uh, on the other side, or, or uh, on the other uh, bench seat, there's a cabinet and you open it up and inside of this there appears to be finally uh, worked leather goods they must really love their horses and what's <laughs> this it looks like a, a bone kevin do you have a picture you're going off of i don't <laughs> i right now you are describing like exactly the kind of carriage that if i were in victorian england i would want to own <laughs> Look, if you wind it up, it starts to vibrate. How strange. <laughs> yeah, John found some good stuff in there. <laughs> um, totally stealing from Terry Pratchett on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, under the other bench seat, um, it's a double door cabinet that you open up. You are going to find a uh, black leather, kind of like a, a satchel, but bigger that um, feels like there's uh, wood on the inside of it that helps it hold its shape. You're also going to find a um, another pack that appears to have what appears to be uh, linens and handkerchiefs. But that's uh, really the only things that you find inside. You're going to see two holders um, near the doors that appear to be uh, like candle holders for inside illumination. On the outside of it, uh, you're going to notice that there's also uh, four lanterns on either corner at the uh, the top um, that appear to be uh, oil uh, lamps for illumination at night. Ah, uh, yes, this will make the perfect team vehicle. Help Kraken me. Uh, you're you're basically procuring. Yes. Yeah, the Kraken wagon. You're basically uh, procuring like a fantasy 1990s Lincoln Continental. Yes. <laughs> Complete with purple velvet interior. It makes me happy. I just if want this to carriage know. is rock I can don't come a knocking. Cracking wagon. We actually, if we actually leave the interior so that people can sit in there, we can travel faster because we can have people drive in shifts if there are roads. everyone sleeps. That is true. But where we're headed, there are roads and we don't have to hide our presence, probably. <laughs> Where we're going, we don't some... need roads. <laughs> Actually, we do, sir. <laughs> um, I'm going to look at Mumia and Heradius and say, you you two said you can uh, drive this vehicle? I'm Where's not there right now. I'm in oh. front of the, uh, the sheriff's place because you guys went to go rummage around people's houses and procure stuff. But, so yeah, I'm going to turn to Mumia? Okay, awesome. Find some horses to, to hook up to this uh, yes, carriage. let's look around to see if there are any surviving horses to draw this carriage. Besides our own. Alright, everybody give me I mean, an investigation check. 17. Yeah, 17. I can use the helping action, right? Uh, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I helped a whole lot. Well, you don't need to roll to help. It just gives you oh, well. an advantage. Gotcha. So, with a 17, uh, Mew Mew, you're able to find two horses uh, over here in the woods that appear to be hiding. Um, they look suitable. Okay. I'm going to, having found them, I'm going to go fetch Leandra because she is the ranger and therefore has a higher animal handling check. Maybe. They're probably free. Sergeant. No. Lieutenant. Lieutenant. 
Uh, I found some horses in the woods. Perhaps you could help me gather them. Absolutely, and I will go over and try to gather the horses and keep them calm while leading them back to the carriage. All right, uh, animal handling check, please. 20! Nice. Um, so the horses here... Your animal um, handling check is lower than mine. Oh my god. <laughs> that's because I didn't take it as a that's proficiency. <laughs> um, you find uh, two horses here. Uh, you, they're both gray, like a, like a, almost a charcoal. You would think that they probably came from the, the, the same mother because they look so much alike. But they're freaked out that you're able to uh, calm them and then uh, lead them off. They don't currently have like any sort of uh, reins or a bridle. Um, they appear to have been taken off perhaps a, uh, a cart or um, de-saddled and de-reined. Right now, there are like five million white girls screaming. They, they don't know why. <laughs> That's not how you treat horses. <laughs> oh my God. Um, all right, so I'm going to uh, lead the horses back to the carriage and say, Yumi, uh, if you could find some tack for them and get them hitched up, that would be fantastic. I'm on it, miss. Uh, you would have seen it in the, uh, you would have seen tack in the stables um, behind the manor, and you also saw some inside the general store. So you wouldn't have any trouble yeah, finding it. Good thing, because my investigation check was crap. So I'm not going to make you roll for that because you saw it in both places. Um, so you're able to uh, get the tack and hitch these uh, horses uh, up to this wagon. Um, they seem to be much calmer now. Uh, we'll soon get you somewhere rather safer than this fiery hellscape. And we'll say that you're able to uh, gather up some oats for them to eat from the, uh, the general store here. Um, whatever provisions that uh, you need to eat including the uh, the ham and goat and bread that you found and pack that all into the uh, carriage or the Kraken wagon. Well, is there uh, is there a roof rack? Uh, there is. And there's also Perfect. like a rack on the uh, back of the carriage as well. Okay, so we're going to put most of our baggage that isn't like our weapon and armor because we want to keep that on us, obviously, on top of the, um, sorry, on the top of rack. the carriage. Yeah. We're going to take all of oh, that. What was in the leather bag? I didn't open it. Um, also looking at the, the carriage around here, you're going to notice that there's also two spare wheels attached to the bottom of the carriage in the leather satchel. You open it up and it appears to be sort of a picnic kit, uh, with a setting for four, uh, with plates, uh, silver flatware and, um, some, uh, traveling, like silver cups. Well, that's perfect for us. All right. So is there anything else you want to do in the town? Um, swear an oath of vengeance, I think. No, not vengeance. Righteous what? justice. Well, that's Mimio. He's a priest of Bahamut. Gotcha. They're big on justice. He'll quietly do that himself. He doesn't require others. Okay. Well, I don't know about quietly. He'll be somewhat ostentatious about it. Swearing an oath of vengeance that uh, he will seek justice for those who were slain here today. Murdered, slaughtered, most foully and viciously by the Red Talons. Give me a religion check. This is not going to go well. Five. <laughs> You're a cleric without proficiency in religion? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're doing right now? <laughs> I love how the cleric with zero proficiency in religion decided to... to judge the person with at least plus three in animal handling, even though they, they're not proficient. <laughs> <laughs> he was a soldier who took up a life of aimless wandering in order to serve a god. He does not have any training in the religious arts. <laughs> um, so what do you say in your prayer? Oh Lord Bartmut, I swear most righteous and holy vengeance and justice for those who are who were killed here today by the Red Talons. I will hunt them down without cease. Bahmut, the mighty and big. You don't get the feeling that uh, the Platinum Dragon's gaze is on you this day. <laughs> A.K.A. Bahamut doesn't give a fuck. 
All right, let's uh, gather back up. I will introduce the um, rest of the squad to the uh, Kraken wagon <laughs> and say, who among you is skilled in artistry? Uh, oh, what context? Painting. Uh, no, no, not me, no. My design skills are limited to magical designs. Uh, not the physical paintings. What skill check would that even be? Probably performance. Uh, yeah, or if somebody had uh, prestidigitation. That's a hard I, one to say. I do have it prestidigitation. Is. I just don't know. Like It only lasts it for permanent? one minute. If you cast you... it enough times, it would probably be permanent. Yes, I could do that. Just constantly just prestidigitate it. hard. So the Kraken 5 symbol on the sides in silver. That's that what sounds, I'm looking uh, for. It sounds kind of risky. Uh, so we're just putting a symbol of our of our thing on the side of a random carriage that we've... Well, it's the Kraken wagon now, and why would we want to hide ourselves? Where are the um, good guys? I mean, there's bad people all around. I mean, who knows who has uh, poor sentiments against the Vanguard? Heradius wants to keep it like an unmarked FBI man. <laughs> All you need is like a white white cargo van. He wants to be Starsky and Hutch, the captain and Tennille. I will I will take my sergeant's suggestion into consideration. We will discuss this later. But for now, let us move on to Marilesh, which is where we're supposed to go, right, Kevin? Yes. You were Perfect. told to uh, meet uh, Pieter uh, Ryan. Are you going to start doing Russian accents? Perhaps. Yay. Uh, can I go up to the horses that are drawing the carriage and uh, try and become uh, familiar with them? Uh, give me an animal handling check. I will attempt. 17. Uh, they seem to be cool with you. They appear to be uh, well-trained uh, horses, probably for uh, looking at their, uh, their shoulders and haunches. Um, you think they were probably cart horses, something used to carrying something heavy? You guys found some good horses out here. What a coincidence. <laughs> they probably went with the carriage to begin with, get, look, look, given their color and and pair matchingness. Words are hard for me right now. I apologize. <laughs> well, God, smile on our endeavors, Artios. Mind if I draw the carriage? Thought you said you weren't an artist. I'm going <laughs> to... That made me snort. One of these days, Mumio. <laughs> Bam! Straight to the moon. Which one? There are several, I believe. There's two. How many moons are there, Buzzwell? There's two? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to get onto the driver's seat of the carriage and okay. uh, make myself comfortable. Okay, what are you doing with your horse? Uh, I will... Uh, tie it to the side of the carriage with about a uh, a 15 foot uh, length to it. Okay. Keep in mind I did specify I wanted the, the, the 900 feet of, of rope tied to the back of this thing. So we have plenty of rope. Tied to the back of the carriage? Yeah, like on the luggage rack like secured there so that we have... because. In my mind, like we use rope all the time, but for previously we didn't have to worry about that because we had the the bag of unending rope. Now we don't. Doesn't Mimu have a thing of unending rope, basically? Well, I have a magic rope, but that's only sixty feet long. Oh, okay. I I did not understand the contextual difference. It will guide itself and do awesome stuff, but it's still just sixty feet. Ah, that that makes a lot of sense, actually. And it's one of my favorite magical items in the game. It can it? literally prevent your death. Because we can get across a chasm just by saying, hey, rope, go over there. And you also get advantage if you nod it. Seems good. It is. We used it to get out of the mayor's house. So uh, I guess we should start getting our way on to Marilesh, huh? Let us off. All right. So you gather your things. Um, Lieutenant Leandra uh, leads you out of uh, town here to the north on this road with uh, Heradius on top of your uh, newly procured Kraken wagon moving out of town north as the uh, sun begins to set 
with the the fires still burning this village and the smoke rising up behind you I think that's probably a good place to end the episode we're the good guys indeed very good we saved the city <laughs> the Kraken wagon why are we the Kraken 5 with only 4 people again uh, we're the 5th Kraken team no but like Slaughterhouse 5 that makes a lot of sense we're like actually. SEAL Team 6 but like Kraken 5 aren't Krakens evil though I mean they're just animals that live in the sea right I don't know they're a lot they're more a lot. than that but uh, it's kind of like it's like intimidating and you know <laughs> from what you gathered and it's a giant you would, chaotic evil monstrosity and uh, what Leandra would know is you know there's special forces teams um, within you know these bases of operations within the uh, vanguard and uh, Kala's um, basically their teams are uh, Kraken forces because of water I guess <laughs> And you would be the the fifth special forces team that they've created. And I got a free promotion. Yep. And Leandra now it's we are totally ill suited to water. <laughs> and uh, since uh, Leandra is an officer now, she can actually conscript people. Nice. Woohoo! So you can hire underlings um, for coin, obviously. Yeah. Kraken are sort of like. Uh, in case we need to transport about uh, 80,000 copper pieces from a dragon's nest or something. Either that or say, like, uh, you're going to, you know, go attack something, you could actually hire mercenaries if you wanted to. Ooh, mercenaries. If you've got enough money, depending on what their rates are. Because there are several, like, mercenary guilds uh, within Suel. And depending on what resources they have or how many members they have in each individual like city. I mean, let's say, for instance, if you needed, uh, you know, a, a thief or, it, or a rogue or if you needed a wizard uh, to do something, you could, you know, contact one of those guilds and pay them, you know, to hire out, you know, people with skills that you need. Hey, Kevin. So how do the ranks of the Vanguard exactly work? So you like, don't know the don't know. OK, so I need to ask uh, Cinnamon. Uh, Leandra would know. Oh, sorry. I, would Leandra. Cinnamon know. I just no, I Wrong saw hat. the I saw the cat the and suddenly he assumes that I know everything about the Vanguard. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> racist. Yeah, sorry. All cats are tied to the Vanguard. <laughs> Super experts. That's my connotation. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling size favor, give us a five star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. Do you have an idea to make the podcast better? Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. Want to throw hatchets? We got hatchets, and you can throw them at the hatchet throw. Bring your own hatchet or use some of ours. We don't care. We got big hatchets and small hatchets. We even have very small axes. Want to throw daggers? We don't have daggers. We have hatchets. And you can throw them inside our building. You can throw them at stumps with red circles painted on them. We also got stumps shaped like half-orcs because they are attacking us. But they don't have red circles on them. So come to the hatchet throw in downtown Asheville. We also have L, wine, and mead. People say hatchet throwing and L is not a good combination. But what do they know? We also have hatchets to throw, but no daggers. Hatchet throw. I want my own copper dragon, guys. Let me have this. It's a uh, brass. It doesn't matter what kind of dragon that is. I want a copper dragon. I don't even know what a copper That's racist, friend. Uses. <laughs> Dragons are fucking scary, dude. Yep. 
Yeah, a dragon would probably own you as a pet, other than the other way around. Yes. The music you heard on this episode was Metaphysics and Private Reflection by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.